This is the AZ Brandcast, where we explore Arizona's brand and the brands that make Arizona. I'm Mike Jones. And I'm Chris Stadler. All right, everyone. We're super excited for a new episode of AZ Brandcast. It's our first one of 2021. Thank goodness it's a new year, Chris. I'm glad you got the date right, man. I I know. I almost did the 2020 thing. Did you write any checks with... I don't think I've done that quite yet. I don't think I've written a check in a few years. It's coming. So, (laughs) and to kick things off this year, we have an amazing guest who has come on very graciously to hang out with us this uh, this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. It's Wednesday, right? Okay. Yes. Sometimes the days get a little lost for me. Yep. Hans Schatz. Let's go with Wednesday. That works for me too. Thank you so much for coming on. We're really, I'm really excited. I don't know about Chris, but I'm really excited about the conversation today. We got to meet and chat a few weeks ago and had, a, I think, just a fantastic conversation. And it made me go, I don't know why we wouldn't invite you on. Uh, (laughs) That would be foolish of us. And you were very gracious to say yes. And so we're excited to have a conversation about you uh, and your leadership within Colt Artisan Beverage Company and what you guys have been doing over the years and what you're going to be doing this year. That's what I'm very excited to get to. Well, if I wasn't excited before... When he came in with boxes of product, <laughs> there's no easier as way to win us lover, over. As that a I'm coffee actually leaving. Lover. Right, we're gonna leave it. Right, yeah. right, right. So, uh, a real quick intro for our guests. Um, just excited to have you on. You are president and CEO of Colt Artisan Beverage Company, which we will now be calling Colt for the rest of the show. Perfect. Um, just for the sake of my mouth and my tongue and ears and ears. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, you lead the organization, which is awesome. Um, and you guys have built a really interesting company in that you are uh, one of the most cherished coffee brands in Arizona, and the number one you you roast the most coffee here in Arizona, I believe. Is that right? We roast. Uh, we've got some really great competitors that roast a lot of coffee as well. But yep. uh, one of the things I'm super proud of is that those bags you see, we have a little different version that goes into retail. That's a wholesale bag, but we're the number one retail coffee bot by a local roaster in Arizona. That's awesome. By virtue of a great relationship with a handful of places, one of them, which is Fry's Grocery Store chain. Yep. Wow. Yeah. We made sure actually at our recent uh, ownership retreat that we had Colt Coffee. Should have told For the whole it. weekend. I will hooked you up. Oh, we, we went Pays to- to have we, friends in the business. We did the, so, we wanted the <clears throat> full customer experience. So we <laughs> went to Fry's, picked it up out of great. the bulk bin. That's awesome. It was Thank awesome. You. It was yeah. a great experience. I appreciate that. Is it all of Kroger or is it fries? It's, uh, well, we were talking to Kroger and then this thing happened back in last March. And so the retail world, they exploded. They all went work from home. You know, the transitions that happened slowed that down. We mm. will reconnect with them. Um, we've got some a couple of brands they were talking to us about um, that are regionally close. Uh, one out of Utah and uh, headquartered there in California. And and uh, then, uh, so, yes, we're excited we, to talk to them more. Because yeah. we don't have fries in Idaho. Yeah. So, but you have Kroger, right? But we have Kroger. All right. Are you from Idaho? I'm going to Idaho. Where? Twin Falls. Oh, my gosh. You know how many times I've been to Twin Falls? No, how many? I ran a big company in Boise. Oh, really? Big food companies, part of my background. Well, and the Meridian at Food Services of America. And... Uh, I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of history in Idaho. I used to help plan the bowl game there. Oh, really? Uh, I knew every mayor. Um, I knew the governor. I got pictures with him. Mike Simpson That's from awesome. Idaho Falls, is a friend of mine, okay. former congressman. All right. And uh, helped start a great nonprofit in Idaho that's still thriving today for at-risk youth. And I just, a lot of love for Idaho. 
Dude, that's awesome. We'll talk later. Yeah, I feel like there's evil a whole conversation the there. Snake River. <laughs> what? Evil you... Knievel jumping the Snake River. Oh yeah, River yeah. Falls. Were you uh, Were you there for that? No, that was in the seventies. I was. I wasn't yeah. in a diaper then, but I was. You know, wasn't driving cars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Nick Knievel, his nephew, is a friend of mine. Nice. Yeah, they I got a lot of weird history, so let's just don't go down that. Yeah, that that's a whole okay. other episode. Yeah. That's yeah. the Idaho yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah, sorry. which we'll have to come back and do on the. AZ Brandcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it from Idaho. Great place. The next we'll, one. We'll, yeah. we'll do that. Um, Hans, tell us a little I, bit about Colt, the story of Colt, um, your kind of story with Colt. I want to hear all this. Yeah, gladly. Thank you. And, and thanks, gentlemen, for having me on. It's an honor for me personally and for our company to get to share a little bit of our story and what we're doing. And hey, we're, we're, we have a great company because we have great people. We have great customers and we have a great supply chain. We have partners that go back 20, 25 years uh, from the, on the coffee and the tea side of things in South Central America, uh, Asia, Africa, and China. So all those nodes make up what's a thriving, vibrant company. We treat them all like family from the from seed to cup. And that's that's part of part of the ethos of our company. And the company's been around. It was incorporated in 1996 uh, by a family that's that's moved here and said, hey, you know, there's a big opportunity. We're going to start this coffee company. And and they did. The Grayson family, they did a phenomenal job. Uh, parent company is Coffee Reserve. Some people have been around for a while, familiar with it. But they, they did a lot of co-pack or what's called white labels. So created mm -hmm. products for other people. Yep. So great products, uh, great business, but no name, no brand. Yeah. And and I come out of food, big food business, kind of like Shamrock Foods, which was a really good friend of mine growing up in a business and and Cisco Foods and U.S. Foods, that industry, mm -hmm. and uh, moved all over God's green earth, including Alaska for five years. Hmm. Um, and uh, had a great, great opportunity to learn a ton about the business and ended up a young division president <laughs> in Boise, Idaho, <laughs> and which is you know, per my stories, and then got moved to, to a corporate, as a corporate guy, we'll move me to Arizona in 2008. Um, did that for a number of years, uh, flew around in private jets and really literally worked myself to the bone on the road five, six days a week, sometimes seven and great, admirable business. Um, got, just got a little wore out and wanted to go start my own thing. I did. I, I started a technology company for food service, sold it, which is a sad story, but sold mm -hmm. it. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to do next? And one of my dear friends said, Hey, you got to go talk to this coffee company because they're doing something like your company you just sold with some guys out of Australia and they needed American God, dude that knows the business. So I did, I interviewed, they hired me as their COO, um, worked with them for a while. They didn't quite get the, couldn't get the company off the ground. Uh, but in the process, one of the key investors was the family that owned Coffee Reserve hmm. and got Amber Grayson. We talked, uh, super nice people, super nice man. And he's like, you know, Hans, I got some challenges in my business. Would you take a peek under the hood? And that was in late 2015. And I did, did a little consulting work because I'd been doing some consulting work for a whole year in Hawaii. It was incredible. But uh, <laughs> Sounds rough. Uh, Far worse places was, to be doing it consulting. It was rough. They paid for everything. And they told me where to go out to eat every night. But um, And so I took a look and he said, you know, would you be interested in doing this? I'm like, yeah, hey, you got a great company, but there's five really big things we got to work on. And so we, we put a deal together and, and the spring of 2016, I took over the helm of what was Coffee Reserve then. And one of the first things we did is we gave the company an identity, gave mm -hmm. it a brand. And that's where Colt was born yeah. and right in my office. And uh, we created uh, the, our graphic design guys was meeting with me and our, our beverage guy, who's the, really the heart and soul of a, of a coffee and tea company, right? And he looked right at him and says, okay, what are you trying to do? I, I'm a, I, I am got to say that I'm a 
recovering corporate executive. So please don't hold that against me. <laughs> and I had written on my big dry erase board, you know, culture, cultivate. And I was like, we couldn't trademark it. There's a billion companies. Yep. Right. And so the guy said, looks at my product guy says, okay, Chris, what is it you're trying to get accomplished at this company? You got one sentence. That's the easy answer. I want to create products that are so good. It creates a cult like following. So he looked at the word culture and he erased it down to cult, yep. got on his little laptop and literally in six minutes, he goes, okay, I've bought six domains, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I've got this going with the state of the state of Arizona and we got this, we're off to the races. And it was initially Colt Coffee Roaster. Yep. And then it evolved to Colt Autism Beverage Company because we do more than coffee. Yep. And yeah, that's where we, we are today. About. Yep. And we, you know, if you look at our way, our bug is we have a design so everything can fall off. So the Colt becomes like our Nike logo, our Nike yep. swoosh, right? That's good. That's good future thinking on that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love when people are thinking ahead on their logo and all the, all well, the assets of the brand. Really smart guy helping us. That's good. And it's a longtime friend of mine that came out of the corporate the corporate business that I did. Started his own gig and and trusted uh, guy that can tell me, you know, Hanji, you have really bad breath. Will you do something about it? <laughs> you know, those kind of friends that are really yes. great to have, right? Yes. And uh, so you cherish their honesty most of the time. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and Chris, most of the time. Yeah, and he's he's really good at what he does. I was going to so. ask if he thought about getting the Twitter handle too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's kind of how we got started. And, and I, you know, I said, there was a handful of things we have to do. We've got, we got great product, but the industry is exploding. The consumer is excited. And, you know, we have an opportunity to get into some new categories and extend the lines of some of our existing categories. And the company made great coffee, great roasters. The, the, the guy that that's the guy I was telling you a story about retired, but his apprentice, the guy that apprenticed under him at our company for 10 years, has been with the company for about 19, runs our runs this thing now. And he's uh he's a master coffee roaster. He's been roasting coffee for 28 years. He's one of the top guys in the Western United States. Mm. And you know, it's like, okay, here's some stuff we're gonna tackle. Are you ready? He says, let's do it. So they already had great coffees. We started blending teas back in 2000. A quick little story. Uh PF Chang's was a longtime customer of ours. And when they birthed Payway, right? Yes. That was their they're a little stepbrother, redheaded yeah, stepbrother, and yeah. Payway's been sold. They're, they're not out of Dallas. They're still a customer, yep. but they came to us and said, hey, could you create their teas, a custom teas for them? And we're looking at these couple, and we're like, yeah, sure. This was before my time, but yeah, sure. So they did the interview. We have an innovation lab. People can come in and throw products around, and and uh, we created two, a mandarin orange green tea and a chai black tea, and, and they loved it. Well, mm -hmm. 19 years later, they still, 19, 18 and a half years later, they still use the same thing. That, that is so cool. All across the country, right? That's so it's so one cool. of our national chains. And they've been bought a couple of times. And if you're in a business, you know, when you one of your clients gets bought, you go through this, <gasps> this sweaty moment where like the new guys are going to come in and go, yep. well, we're getting rid of all those suppliers. We're putting all of our suppliers in. And, and you know, it's a multi-six-figure customer for us. And, and so I talked to the guy and he says, all right, Hans, I know what you want to ask. I says, okay, do I have to say it? He's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, look, we did intercepts in a bunch of our stores. And we're dis we're you're gonna be happy. We were dismayed <laughs> that your teas always end up in our top ten, but it should be our food. <laughs> so we decided that you are a legacy brand that we're not gonna touch. Yeah. Can we work, you know? So it, the That's conversation fantastic. got really good from there going forward. I thought you were gonna say they stopped selling food. Yeah. <laughs> we're just a tea shop. And uh so, you know, and we play with some of that. So that's you know, that is that has led us to Really, a name change, getting very, very involved with the community through events uh, and some other things, which I'll explain, 
and then really launching saying, okay, the industry's moving fast. What do we have to, what do we need to do? Let's think about this. So we launched our nitro kegs. First it was just coffee. Then it was our botanicals. Most recently it was a, a black tea, mm -hmm. a raspberry lemon black tea. First one in the market in Arizona. We launched our cold brew can. We're the first Arizona roaster to do so. And it's authentic. It's not pasteurized. It's made uh, in the most amazing piece of equipment that a man made by hand. Yep. And uh, then we got, you know, we got, we kind of got forced into doing single serve cups or K cups by some of our resort clients because <laughs> they're buying stuff. They're like, hey, yeah, the stuff we're buying no, is terrible. They, they want it. Right. It's just terrible. We want a better experience for our guests that come in. And so, uh, so we did that and, um, we've added a bunch of coffees and then this, with this botanical category came up about six years ago and we can get into that whenever you, whenever it's the right time. Yeah. I want to take one quick second because we talked about the cold brew and you brought some with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's hear it. Ooh. Oh, dang, man. Dang. That sounded good. Just like in the movies. Well, that's very smooth. That was amazing. It's, it's designed. It took us a year mm. to come up with the formula. For Sam it. had to take a drink. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay. No, this is very good. It is. Thank you. I like this a we, lot. We get a lot. I give it a little one-two shake, and and we get a lot of uh, really great feedback. Uh, we've done some a uh, ton of taste tests, and and uh, we've uh, we're proud of it. We're we we're getting some amazing traction, and then again, COVID hit, and that yeah. messed some things up, but. Um, we're fortunate because Hensley Beverage, which is the Anheuser-Busch InBev distributor for Arizona, distributes our kegs and our cans, and they will do our RT, our other product we'll talk about later. But uh, they do on-premise on and off-premise and cover the entire state. So they've been a great partner for us. They're a big, big company. Of course, they yep. got hurt too, like yep. everybody, because they service food service and retail and venues and yeah. and whatnot. But um, we're proud to be with them and... and uh, it was interesting when I signed the contract, uh, the the signatory from the Hensley was Chris McCain. So just, uh, I didn't get to meet him, but uh, we, we at least signed the same piece of paper. That's cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, in that whole process, there's a lot of innovation, right? There's a lot of innovation that's going into kind of how you guys are thinking about what's next. How has that innovation really played a part in building the brand? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, you know, innovation is equal parts inspiration and equal parts a little bit of luck, right? Mm -hmm. So you, not everything is exactly right. We did a hot tea line that just kind of, because we made it too good, yep. a little too expensive. You could get two or three cups out of it. The restaurateurs didn't want that. People sitting too long. But it really brought us into new categories, to new customer classes, uh, introduced us to new consumers, mm -hmm. right? So our whole thing is that food and beverage is experiential. Yeah, you eat because you're hungry, but we want people to consume our products and just go, wow, man, I want to, I'm going to be an advantage. Give me a sticker. Mm -hmm. I put it on my water bottle, my laptop, all this kind of thing. So it's everything for us. We look through the operator to the, to the consumer and say, how can we make this something where they just go, this is like, yeah. this is really good. I want to get more of it. I'm going to, I'm going to become an evangelist. Okay. So when we started our innovation, we had to really look and see what was going on out there and say, okay. You know, the whole thing about, like, can we kind of look around a corner? You know, Arizona is behind some big markets. You know, there's mm -hmm. some things happen on the West Coast that, that take a while to get here in the Midwest and the East Coast to take a while. When we launched our nitro coffee five years ago-ish, we built a little, we bought a bike down in Mexico. We chopped the front of it off, the three-wheel thing, but, yep. you know, 
and we had a, a, a kegerator built to go in the, go in the box. Yep. And it has four taps on it. We take it to events all over the state and we would, you know, we, we would introduce and people would be like, is that beer? <laughs> like, no, it's coffee. Oh, it's coffee. Is it hot? No, it's actually not. You know, we kind of give them the little yeah, 15 second little elevator pitch because 20 seconds was too long. And they'd be like, well, let me, well, I suppose I'll try it, you know, and <laughs> they drink it and they'd be like, wow, this is unbelievable. Did you just and, do a Southern accent for Arizona people? Uh, yeah, I know. I, did. I, mean, I get it. I get it. I understand what you're doing. I'm actually I just a Southern sure. boy. So, you know, that's a... <laughs> But a little known. There's secret. a few cowboys left here. There is a few. Um, I work with a couple. But uh, <laughs> you know, even to the point that the, the funny point because when you pour nitro, it's you know it's yep. cascading and it's effervescent and it it almost looks like this almost looks like you put something in it. Yep. And we were University of Arizona is a good customer of ours, and the president of the university at the time said, "Hey, can you come do my private tailgating party with your with your nitro bike?" It says. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. We'd love to. <laughs> yeah, you don't so say no. I was there. I, I, I do most of our events because I want to see the actions of our customers and, and cause you learn a lot. Right. Yep. And I poured this lady come up. She goes, Oh, I'd like to try that, that nitro coffee. So I poured it. She goes, Oh, I'm lactose intolerant or something to do with dairy. Yeah. And I can't drink that. I said, ma'am, it's just coffee. She says, no, clearly there's something in there. I said, ma'am, I promise you it's just coffee. And she set the cup on the top of our thing and said, you know, I just don't like people like you and turned around and walked off. I'm like, Oh, you know, what do you do? So that's how awesome it looks. It looks like it has those things in there. Yeah, it's a great it's creamy story, and smooth. And we have a bunch of coffees we do from a dark roast to medium roast to light roast to organics. And we even do a flat cold brew. And, and uh, so you we should have said, that. let me take the cream out and then take it out like a, a pencil, like a magic wand, Ugh. like bibbity bobbity boo. Yeah. There's just sometimes you, you she really wouldn't like, it. sometimes you just have to smile and say, <laughs> you know, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, uh, you know, so we really were pushing the envelope and, you know, you know, there's great coffee companies in Arizona. There's great coffee companies around the world mm -hmm. and the United States and in Arizona. And, um, uh, we don't produce it in our own. We have a partner that finishes it with us. The reason why we do that is because they have, they work under SQF specs and they have highly specified equipment that's actually got patents on it. Yeah. And they produce a product. Our kegs actually can be stored at ambient, which is blows mm. everybody's minds. That is because crazy. it's under such a an unbelievable uh, environment that they're kegged under. And it's no oxygen involved. There's no hand. Everything's oh. done mechanically. And so and we have a long shelf life on it, which crushes everybody in the industry. And that's why we I don't know that we've lost a cutting or when people taste it side by side is what yep. we call it a cutting in the industry. Mm. And, you know, I'm proud of that. And we start with great coffee. We roast it beautifully. It gets, it gets kegged in an incredible, through an incredible process. And then our customers and their, their clients drink that and say, yeah, this is the best I've ever had. And it's easy for them to store because they don't have to keep it chill. Yeah. They just have to chill to serve it. Yep. And it, it does feel like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, this innovation, a lot of it is also driven by your partnerships with some of these, you know, as, as you're doing wholesale deals, you're working with customers to understand what's going to work best for them, craft new ideas based on what they need, um, as well as your own kind of innovation ideas. You are spot on. We created that botanical category because one of our big chains came and said, hey, our soda sales are crashing at 100 and something locations. People just aren't drinking sodas like they used to. You make, two, you make great teas for us but they both have caffeine in them. Mm -hmm. So people don't want a soda or caffeine, they're getting a glass of water. And the problem for me as a restaurateur, yep. I don't do my menu engineering, figuring <laughs> out that, hey, I'm gonna sell a glass of water, which actually has a cost, because I gotta wash a darn glass yep. when you're done. 
um, the, every menu has a beverage because beverages have an 80, 90% gross profit, right? Yep. And so it was hurting them. And they said, can you produce this product? And that's how we were like, all right. We went back in our innovation lab. We did a bunch of research. We found some products that acted like tea, mm-hmm. but they were caffeine-free. Mm-hmm. And they were natural, 100% natural. So we we played around for a few months and came up with this thing. We called it a botanical infusion. Mm-hmm. Understandably, it was a little confusing. We, the, we, we laugh inside. We call it botanical confusion. People are like, <laughs> you know, well, what's that? You know, it's a botanical infusion. That sounds like, uh, I don't want any of that. Um, no, it's it's a great beverage. It just doesn't have any, it, it acts like tea. It looks like tea, performs like tea, but there's no tea in it. So it's naturally caffeine-free. And so we created this, we pitched it to them. We're like, this is awesome. But we got over it. We're good. We're not going to add another SKU. And so we're, we, we are like, well, we're going to take it and run with it. Yep. I noticed they don't have a Southern accent when they like your tea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we do a sweet tea, but uh, uh, it's natural. It's made with Stevie Lee. Touché. But uh, uh, so then we found out that people, and again, more by a little bit of dumb luck, a little mm-hmm. hard work. It's, just it's taking it out, all right? that. Taking it out and saying, and hey, it. this is a new thing. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And because we have a very good relationship with our with our clients. And we have customers that are in the restaurant business, that are in the coffee house business, college and universities. We have healthcare facilities. We have uh, resorts, coffee, uh, golf courses. Uh, we have catering companies. I'm proud to say that the Arizona Cardinals use our products mm-hmm. in their corporate mm-hmm. offices and their training center. Nice. And in in the last year, we were able to acquire and create really awesome people. Well, that explains. I mean, our, they've been doing better. <laughs> when they were That's five it. and two, I was like, coffee, baby. <laughs> then, you know, and things ended eight and eight. It's like, well, yeah, you we know, got you. We got you. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, you'll do better next year. But um, so we did. When they get went back of, on the Gatorade. We did get a lot of feedback. We and we that feedback loop is super important, and mm-hmm. we get people in our building. You guys are welcome to come out anytime. We have a thing called a cupping lab. All our equipment is where people come in and try our products. Almost every day, we have people in our building, mm-hmm. and they're starting a new business or the existing customer that wants to do something new, you know, something like that, or they're training their people and they come into our place so we can show them what we do, and they get they're like, "Wow, it's a Willy Wonka factory." Because mm-hmm. uh, we got about a 16,000 square foot facility. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a big, big part. Some of it, we just take a little risk. Some of it, we get some feedback. And then we we do some really neat things along the way um, that help us on, know that we're, we're going the right direction. And uh, the botanical was people were overwhelmed with how crisp the flavor was, how it was, there's no, there's a lot of healthy drinks that just don't leave a great experience yep. in your mouth, right? Yep. yep. Let's be honest about that. And then there's and then there's drinks that aren't healthy that you like a Dr Pepper. I mean, I will admit I have one a month, and at the ripe age Careful. of fifty seven, that's right. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm just going to really savor this because it's twenty nine more days. Five <laughs> and uh, unless it's a leap year, then I can anyway. Um, <laughs> and so, but I know it's you know it's terrible for me. And mm. no knock on the Dr Pepper people, yeah. but. It's not a good thing to That's put That's not in what it's intended for. Right. It's not. It's just refreshment. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when you look at, you got that all the way down to strict health and there's categories in between. And we realized that, man, we really have something. So we started working. So the botanical thing really grew. It's our fastest growing category. And in about a year and a half ago, we started working on a bottled format. We had a mm-hmm. lot of people telling us, hey, you guys ought to bottle that. Hey, you guys mm-hmm. ought to bottle that. Hey, you guys want to bottle that? We're like, yeah, we're a wholesaler. We don't do that. <laughs> That's like <laughs> Sam's work ethic. We try to bottle that. <clears throat> Maybe you could help us later. <laughs> He's not going <laughs> to like it, but it'll work. Um, <laughs> you will like the process. It's like straight out of a superhero you just, you movie. Just, just, you got to think about outcomes. Everything's purpose-driven. Right? <laughs> and so 
it uh so yeah i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm i know i'm bouncing all over for no, your audience this is great. but it's uh, get passionate about it because you can't you know the consumer doesn't sit still ever mm -hmm. right things are constantly moving and way faster than anybody sitting in my shoes or probably in this room can keep up with but we can we can watch the echo mm. and sometimes we get we get we're really smart and we get a little bit of sprinkle of luck on there and we we pace with some of that or we create we create a vortex that people go, hey, I want to be a part of that. Mm. And so when we pivoted and got lucky and got into the retail industry about two years ago, at an event I was at with Hensley mm -hmm. serving nitro coffee from our bike next to BJ with BJ's brew house that was at the Strong Strongman Beer Festival because they made a beer with one of our coffees. I'll mm. tell you about that in a second. Oh. And this guy walks up and says, hey, is that nitro coffee? Yes, it is. Can I try it? That's why I'm here. Oh, that's the best I've ever had. I love you. Um, and he's like, I'm going to send one of my coworkers over. <clears throat> He'll be here in a couple of hours. He might be a little drunk, but I'm like, Hey, we like drunk people. That's no, no big deal. We're in a beverage business. You know, it's all, it's like cousins. And, uh, sure enough, a couple hours later, a guy comes up, Hey, I'm so-and-so are you hands? I'm like, I am hands. <laughs> well, he's not speaking with a Southern accent, but he did call you hands. He did call me yeah. hands and he's a, he's a riot. I can't say his name. I don't want to call him out. <laughs> uh, he went, he worked at Fry's. He now works at Hensley beverage, but he's a, he's a, just a, so you know crazy you dynamic guy and he's like i'm supposed to blah 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 anyway that chance encounter turned into us putting our nitro in their wine bars mm. and that didn't go quite where they had hoped it to people go there to drink beer but it opened the door for us to do their coffee yep. mm. and their bulk bins which you were talking about and we were able to take over that business from a big big company out of minnesota and and branded colt locally roasted made in arizona we love made in arizona tagline all of our national stuff says made in arizona mm. by the mm. way and we have people say, why do you put that on there? Because it, it's true. Yeah. Because now you actually know where your stuff's coming from. Yeah, like yeah. Arizona IC, you know where it's made? Or, origin New matters. New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. All origin right. Matters. Hey, let that sink in. Anyway, yep. um, nothing against them. Um, <laughs> and so that that pivoted our company. And it was fortuitous because two years ago, nobody could have predicted that that the food service side of things would be taken to their needs. Mm -hmm. And our big clients like BJ's Brewhouse and uh, Wildflower Bread Company has been a customer for 19 years and Biscuits Cafe and and mm -hmm. and Payway and Pyology and, 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 and other regional, they all just got their legs taken out. Yeah. And so our retail business went, and that's what opened the door. We're like, you know what? We can bottle that botanical. Yeah. We do have an idea. This is breaking news because nobody knows. Mm -hmm. By the way, I haven't, we haven't done anything. You okay, heard you heard first. it here first. You did. Right. You're literally hearing it here first, which is a little nervous, <laughs> nerve-wracking for me. A little bit right. because we haven't like said, "Hey, look who's coming." All right, Sam, bleep that out. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 don't bleep it out. We're scooping everyone. Yeah, but it's uh, so you know it's and for us it's exciting and it's scary. Yep. A huge capital investment. We're actually raising some money right now. Uh, we're doing a doing a, 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 fun, a, a capital round and got some really amazing people getting involved with our company. And you know, we're talking to big national mass grocery chains, big C stores. This is some help from Hensley. Some help from some of our big brokers. We've signed. We signed a broker in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mm. You probably figure that one out. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a guy in, in Texas and North Carolina and a really great guy here locally. And and so we have a lot of activity going on for our little company. We're getting stretched in a bunch of different ways while keeping a close eye on what we do every day, yeah. making sure that our quality is what it is. Well, I think we're the only coffee roaster in Arizona that gets a federal inspection for HACCP, hmm. Hazard Area Critical Control Points. And we do, we actually pay to have them come in once a year. 
um, and it's painful. They're in for about 12 hours. They go through everything, including all of our reporting. And uh, we what we just were inspected in December and got a 94. That's awesome. And we had two things we could cure. We could end up with a 96. will be our highest score That's ever. That's awesome. It is more than awesome. And what it does is it gives lets our customers know that they have full confidence in our food safety. We follow the Food Safety Modernization Act, and we're doing things the right way. Mm. And then we have some of our big our big clients say, "You got to, you know, we want you to do this. You don't have to." Yeah, but but it makes feel, it easier, right? We it feel definitely better. makes it easier. We feel better if we do, and our QC yep. people don't have to come in and do it ourselves if you're yep. giving us an NSF score, yep. which we do every year. And so, big stuff for us. Can yeah. can you talk a little bit more about the <clears throat> made in Arizona thing? So so you said you said you know because it's, it's made in Arizona, but I sense there might be a little more behind that. You know, <clears throat> I, you know, I wasn't born and raised in Arizona. Um, I've been here. This is the longest I've ever lived in East state. I grew up a military kid. And, uh, I, I think people love having identifying with something that has an identity. That's not nebulous, right? Mm. A lot of products out there. You, you, you can, you can try really hard and you can't find, you know, you can't find where's the soul of this thing. What's, what's the, what makes this thing? Why is this cool? Or how how do I connect with it better? So we started putting that on when we changed our name, Made in Arizona, and we got an overwhelming response hmm. that that's super cool. And we thought it was cool because we were made in Arizona. The company yep. was started here, launched here, still family owned by the same family. And we thought, you know what? There's not a lot of, yeah, there's the Made in Arizona bug that goes on a lot of crafty yep. stuff and whatever, but there's not a lot of big players that no. claim that. And so we're going to claim it because number one, Arizona is a phenomenal place. You know, I lived in Vegas back in 2000 when there were 6,000 families a month moving in mm. for my job. I got moved around a bunch. That was one of my two year stops. I had a lot of two year stops. <laughs> that was my two year stops. And everywhere you look, they're pushing dirt. Mm -hmm. And I see that here. And this is a more wholesome community. This is a more thriving community. It's a great business environment. Um, they just how business functions and the tax law, you know, all that stuff that helps businesses be successful. Arizona is a great place. Mm -hmm. That's why you see a lot of big manufacturing coming in. And we just said, Hey, there's this Arizona is special. We're going to help do our part to a, claim it mm -hmm. and then tell people why it's special that we're proud to be here. And when we go to different places, we've had some brokers in other States be like, Oh, you sure you want to leave that on there? <laughs> and we're like, yes. And then when the people there, when we get feedback from the actual people that are buying the product, they're like, oh, this is super cool. Glad to know you guys are from Arizona. What a great place. Hmm. And that's where the Grand Canyon is, right? It's like, yes, that's where the Grand Canyon is. <laughs> you know, and so it's really become a part of our brand yeah. as much as our name. Because when you see what we do, almost everything we have, we have a couple of variations of things that it says made in Arizona, made in Arizona. And a couple of people that push back, I basically told them to pound sand yeah. that we're not taking it off. Well, and ultimately it's those, the in customer, right? If they're giving you that feedback that this is a point of connection, right? it's a point of, you know, whether they really understand maybe all the depth of it that you have behind it, um, they're connecting with it. Even if it's just as simple as that's where the Grand Canyon is. And I can think right. about where you're at and I can relate that to something I already know. Right. And that's huge. That's yeah. really And huge. it's not an overused thing here. So. No. And when you see, you know, we've got, we're, we're a great local company. We do a regional, but we see a, uh, an opportunity to become a, a, a national name, you know, mm. a, a big national name. And we think that that'll be part of what people will remember. Mm. They'll like the, the people love the cool thing. That was a whole other story because the owner almost passed out when I told him what we're doing. Um, <laughs> he's, you know, his, his sister, who's now 80, she's a sweetheart from 
she was a marketeer in Madison Fifth Avenue, by the way. She did Oreo jingles. That was her claim to fame. Oh, wow. That were national jingles. She used to be in vaudeville with like Judy Garland and those people. Oh, wow. she's, she's not, she's awesome. She's like, well, I think they're going to think you guys are buddied up with that Jim Jones fella. Cause you, <laughs> you make, you know, you make a thing that looks like punch. I'm like, Hey, that's a great idea for a t-shirt for a cult, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so we, we soften it a little bit. We call it becoming part of the cult crew, yeah, not yeah. joining the cult, you know? Yeah. So it's a little, little, little bit. People just love it. Yep. They, they love it. They love it. So, so with, so obviously like Seattle is the coffee is, is, is coffee, right? So how does the, <clears throat> how does this, how do you see it playing or maybe how do people react, uh, given that, given that tension between like, okay, you're not, but you're not Seattle. So why Arizona? I, you know, I the, we get through that when people try the product and they try it and they go, wow, this is really good. And they do a little bit more research and they find out we have people like our senior roaster has been with us for 15 years. It's just unheard of in this business. Mm. He apprenticed under our master roaster for 10 years while the master roaster apprenticed under wow. a guy that helped us come up with the name that retired at 60, by the way. It was, just, it was a guy who was a genius in the beverage industry. He's well-known across the East Coast, West Coast. And so we have really, really good people. So that's a great question. And people, you know, people get their paradigm shattered all the time, right? And where, yes, Seattle was an epicenter and Starbucks paved the ground for a lot of companies like mine. But today, people will push Starbucks out of the way to go find a, a local, regional, specialty coffee roaster. Mm. No knock on Starbucks, but, you know, you get big and you... You're now using these giant vats and you're roasting in six, you know, all this mechanic mechanized process Our, you know, we have three big roasting machines. It's all done by hand. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's a little technology that helps because we got some really tough customers that mm -hmm. they will actually measure the agron, which is the color, color trometer your wow. eyes can't see. We do that for every roast because we have to for HACCP. But uh, so we stay on top of all that. But I think it comes down to the getting to know us and just trying the products. Like when, when we launched this bottle, um, it'll say, if you, you know, you can look right at the packaging, it says Colt on there, but it's botanical infusions and what it is. And people will probably, what we'll be known for in the next two to three years, coast to coast is, is that botanical. Yep. And it's, we're bringing something to a category super that doesn't exist. It's super unique. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like buy when buy came out, there wasn't a coffee, cherry drink. Uh, you know, and you can think of a couple others that kind of fall in that category. Mm -hmm. And so we've modeled some things after some people have gone before us and some of the tough things that they had to fight through and some of the things that they didn't know they were doing really well that they could have leveraged sooner and that kind of thing. So we've done a, We've done a lot of research. We, as a matter of fact, um, I'm on the board of two different universities, uh, the hotel restaurant school at NAU and the technology entrepreneurship management school at ASU. Mm -hmm. In the in the uh, West New Mexico campus in Mesa, <laughs> and uh, and GCU is a huge customer of ours. Mm. So and U of A is a great customer of ours. So when we started working on this project, we, I went to all four universities and said, "Hey, would you guys like to partner with us?" Mm. And they all had a little different reaction, um, but they all said yes. And uh, ASU and their WP Carey bachelor's degree program put a put a class on it and came back and did a deep deep dive on consumer segments and what they're looking for and what are the key thing, you know, and they, they, it was unbelievable. Uh, NAU took their, their uh, upper level uh, marketing class and said, here's some digital marketing strategies. DC, GCU did something like that. And then U of A gave us some, they were an early adopter with mm -hmm. our botanicals and been serving it on campus for almost five years, gave us some feedback. Why? And said, we'll be, let us be a, a activation spot for you. So we have this like, 
I don't know that's ever been done in America, right? <laughs> so we have these bright, smart, unbelievable students giving us information and spending their the entire semester taking a deep dive, telling us, here's what we found. Here's what the consumer is looking for. Here's your customer segments. Here's the hot buttons. Here's what they like. Here's what they don't like. So we used all that information when we developed our label, what it says, because as you know, in the beverage industry, the front panel, you have about half a second, yeah. maybe less, to garner somebody's attention. We're new. And botanical infusion, what the heck is that? I almost said another word, you had to bleep me. <laughs> and, and so the front panel has to be interestingly, interesting enough. So they grab it, they flip the bottle over, and they look at the checkboxes. It has this, it doesn't have that. It has this, it doesn't have that. And our checkboxes are amazing. It has natural antioxidants, natural electrolytes, no sugar, no caffeine, low to no calories, uh, uh, one carb, so it's keto-friendly. It's all natural. It's clean. When The way we make it, our, our extractor and bottler, they take it through this one-hour slow steep. Now, keep in mind, they make 4,500 gallons yep. at a time. One-hour slow steep, a flash pasteurization, which means they bring the temperature back up. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to add nothing to the label. If you pick that up and read the ingredients on the label, uh, there's no pure there's no natural. Not one single chemical. It's awesome. all 100% natural. There's nothing like it in the marketplace. And here's the kicker. It tastes good. <laughs> Filtered water. That is the kicker. <clears throat> yeah. Hibiscus, green rooibos, butterfly, pea flower, I'm almost done, elderberry, natural flavors, whole natural stevia leaf cinnamon. That's not complicated. It's not complicated. And people will look at it and they'll check their boxes yep. and they'll be like, try. So the big thing for us is to get trial, yep. right? So they, the bottle has to bring them in. The flavor's got to bring them back. Yep. So I'm sorry, I went down another rabbit hole. No, that's really fantastic. That, that's good. So I, but I, I was curious though, because I wanted to go back to the Arizona thing because I think <laughs> Chris isn't giving up. He's <clears> right on the bowl. No. So no. you have an Arizona company. Yeah, I'm we like, do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, so what I want to know is in your opinion, so looking around at Arizona, you guys are one of the few who are saying, hey, all right, yeah, sure. Coffee's, you know, it's been Seattle, but we're an Arizona company and we're standing on that. What are, as you look around at Arizona and you're looking at other companies and you're seeing them almost kind of maybe avoid, um, kind of avoid taking that stand, uh, what kinds of industries do you think could really maybe benefit? I mean, based on, based on your understanding of why you guys are, you know, are, are, are standing, taking that stand for Arizona, what other industries are just like, man, you guys should be doing this. You guys should be, you know, <laughs> you know, put the label on. I, <clears throat> I'm going to answer that in a holistic way. Okay. Love so it. I think companies are fearful hmm. of taking a position on a lot of things. And they, they say things that are very common that lots of other, lot of their peer groups, their competitors could say, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no real good point of differentiation. And boardrooms, you know, boards, you know, you order a horse, a camel comes out, right? Because you got, <laughs> you got to satisfy all these different opinions. and Designed by committee. Designed yep. by committee. That's right. Yep. And so... I think that companies are victims of that. And they, you know, you got companies on the fringe, which are hard to talk about. They never make it in the mainstream, but they're mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. But they're fringe companies. And you got these big companies over here that have been around. They're big and, you know, they move a little slower. And whether, you know, whatever sector they're in, you know, apparel, electronics, food, beverage, uh, entertainment. And, you know, I, I, I think that it, you have to look at your industry. And you got to look through your industry to your client, to your customer. Who you, Who are you? Who are you trying to make excited? And then ask the question, does, is this important part of our brand message? Hmm. And I think that, I think for the answer for a lot of industries, the answer would be yes. 
dependent on, you know, uh, are you, can you stand on that? You know, are you truly, you know, it's like Arizona iced tea. Yeah. Okay. Stuff's yep. made on the East coast. Yeah. They can't so it's really just a name play. It. Right. Yep. So you, we tell people, Hey, we're from Arizona. We know a thing or two about hydration. It gets freaking hot here. <laughs> and if you don't hydrate, you'll die, literally die. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we service some hospitals, some cancer centers, and they are so ecstatic about our, that product mm. because they found out it hydrates their cancer patients better than anything they've ever used mm. because radiation chemotherapy yep. kill you from the inside out, right? They're yep. killing cells and they're literally burning your body. So they put them on, you know, like Pedialyte and power, all the stuff that has terrible stuff in it. And they, they know it. And water can't hydrate you enough. No, and if you know the science the about water, so I'm going to come back and answer. But if you know the science about water, water, all the water we drink well, just goes right through some kind of purification process. Well, water is super smart. It has a memory and it, it rebuilds itself when you drink it. Hmm. So it starts pulling salts and minerals out of your body. And if you drink a ton of water, you're stripping. You're not help. You're, yes, you got a lot of water. You're going to go to the bathroom a lot, but you're stripping things out of your body. Your body desperately needs. Hmm. That's why that drink, that botanical infusion that we've created is the single, one of the single best hydrating beverages you could ever drink. And you can drink as many as you want all day long because there's no chemicals in it. Mm -hmm. There's no sugar in it. There's no and caffeine in it. And it tastes great. And it tastes great. Right. <laughs> so I, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a very personal decision. It can't just be a marketing meme, right? A meme, as my young son says. <laughs> and uh, it has to be something that you, that you believe in, that you put your arms around. It becomes a, something that you do and you don't say it in an apologetic way, right? Um, and you say it in a bold way. So we're proud to be from here. You know, we, mm -hmm. this is our roots. This is our epicenter. Mm -hmm. And we've got great customers. We've got, we've got a great marketplace, but we're going to take this product. We're going to share it with other people. And we're going to tell them a story that, Hey, we are an Arizona company. We don't have to be in Seattle to roast great coffee. Just try it. We just mm -hmm. want trial. Everything we do is we want trial. When people try it one time, because we know when they try it one time, they'll become an evangelist. Um, in most cases, they, they, they love our products in whatever category it's in. And, uh, you guys should and honestly, I was a little nervous about it because I didn't know. I felt passionate about it. But we started getting people like from California and, and just crazy places to say, I love that about your, mm. I love that on your branding that it says made in Arizona. And it's like, wow, do you really? Because I really like it too. <laughs> and, you know, part of it, we would kind of balance out the logo and, and we're like, hey, put that up there. And, and so then, uh, and so it's just become part of, part of our story. Mm. So um, I was wondering if you guys had a story where like you bought some like coffee beans and you left them in the car and, you know, like, and, the, and then they, they, you didn't even have to roast them and you made coffee and it was just like, well, cause, cause I'm just wondering if there isn't like a, some kind of like story, like a sidewalk like skillet, like a, uh, I like mean, Arizona is basically one giant roaster, a campaign, like so dry the coffee roasts itself, you get know, the, get the wind blowing. It's a great idea. I'm going to steal that from you, by the way. Uh, but uh, we roast ro coffee roasts around 450 degrees, so it's yeah, we're uh, not so quite perfect. there yet. Right, <laughs> not right. quite in there. The right yet. spot at the right time with the right kind of pan and light coming <laughs> give it, in. Give it a few more years, but that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, like a skeleton trying to roast coffee. <laughs> yeah, it was like Seattle cannot even begin to <laughs> Seattle say anything can't touch like us. that. That's yeah. right. Maybe yeah. in, maybe at Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Pull can I share with you some, yes, please. some really, you know, with with all this excitement, we've got some really interesting collaborations that are in process yeah. that are coming out soon. Uh, if you're familiar with Santan Brewery, mm -hmm. um, they have a great group over there, and they're also a distillery. Mm. Yep. And we had some people approach us and say, "Hey, we love your coffee. Would you? Can you guys do a coffee liqueur?" And we're like, "No, we don't do liquor." <laughs> However, we have some friends because yeah. they give us their empty whiskey barrels. Oh, we that's cool. We age coffee in it. Yeah, we that's age, cool. We put green coffee in, 
for about 60, 70 days. So you age the beans themselves? We let them sit inside the essence of the whiskey barrel. Oh, that and is the, cool. The green, green coffee is like concrete, Yep. right? So if you bit it, you'd break your tooth. Yep. Roasted coffee, you could buy it and it would crumple, yep. right? Okay. So these green I'd beans- i roast my own coffee, actually. You should have told me I would have brought you some. No, that's all good. Okay. It's all we'll good. hook you up. Yeah. So we, were, we, we let the green beans soak in here and we roast it. And you know we've been doing that for a while and people go gaga over it. It's whiskey barrel, whiskey barrel aged coffee. And we have a big e-commerce customer that's going to put it under their own brand and sell it all over and do it as an LTO. We only produce so much at a time. Yep. However, we went to Santan and said, hey, we got these people. They want to do coffee liqueur. They're like, awesome. Bring us five different coffees. We did. We went through this whole process right over the holidays. They said, look, we, we got down to two. We picked this one um, with this particular coffee of yours. Try it. And there was a bunch. <laughs> that our customer was there. That's a new restaurant group that's about to open. They're going to build a bunch in Arizona. And they buy this product out of Australia. I'll leave it nameless. Yeah. But dead rhino guts, <laughs> Santan's product. I mean, it was so drastically different. And the guy said, yeah, that's why we don't want to serve it. It's terrible. Yeah. And he's got stuff all over in Florida and the Caribbean, and he wants to sell stuff. So Santan's going to, they're going to, they're like, they're going to do 50 case runs for now, mm -hmm. but they're going to co-brand Colt on their bottle. That's awesome. saying, the, That cool kind of throwback label they do. That's one. Number two. I mentioned BJ's, big customer of ours. We service all 210 of the restaurants across America. Their head brewer was here, went to Reno, which is like one of their prime brewing places. Mm. And he got a bronze medal in the North American Beer Brewers Festival, making a beer with one of our coffees. They, was, they love it so much, they're going to can it and oh, put it in their cool. beer club. They just started this beer club, starting in California. They have 60-something restaurants in California. But they have thousands of people that have signed up for it, uh -huh. and they're co-branding with us on the can. That's awesome. They're going to roll across the country. And the last one is we love the four friends with the Mother Road Brewery and up in Flagstaff. Uh -huh. and, and Michael's, they, they're just amazing. I think what they do is amazing. And there's a lot of great people in this industry, but yep. we've gotten to know them. So, of course, we're passionate and we're, we're, yep. we're biased. And they've been using our botanical to do a beer. And everything they do is Route 66. Mm -hmm. And this is a working name. They have a beer called Low Beam. They okay. serve it in kegs in the restaurant, <laughs> Low Beam. But Love they're it. trying to get it so it's a 100-calorie or less beer, so they can call it a low-cal beer, but they're using our botanical to, to do that. That's And cool. they, uh, they're going to can it, too. That's and awesome. And they're going to co-brand with us. So it's like, you know, you, these aren't things you plan. No. These, these are, are these are just super cool things happen. You build relationships. Because we get involved in the community. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. You build relationships. People trust you. They know you have a great product, and you're going to do them right. And we and we love them, and we all become like family. And uh, so those are just really cool things. And it, and to your point, it helps build our brand. Is yeah. that a sales thing for us? Not really. Yeah, because raw raw materials, and we do it. At, you know, yep. we help them out. We do it at cost. But it puts um, it puts Colt out there, right? And in front of an audience that that needs to know about Colt, right? So right. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I've got one serious question before we get to a final, not so serious. I'll question. sit straighter. <laughs> all right. So my final serious question is all these innovative ideas, all these new products, all these collaborations that I think are just phenomenally awesome. How do you stay true to the Colt brand in the midst of that? Um, it's a good question. Mm. I think the Colt brand embodies taking risks and not being, not having a point of stasis where this mm. is just who we're going to be. We're always going to be like this. It is, and again, there's no knock. There's some coffee companies out there that have a coffee product that's their legacy product. They do two or three coffees. They've had them forever. Mm -hmm. People love them. You know, that's that's great. Um, our aspirations are to be an amazing Arizona company, but we, we're looking over uh, uh, state lines, mm -hmm. right? 
Yep. We want to be an interstate company. We already are. We have products in about 30 states today through our chain partners. Um, and we've got some other conversations going on, on the coffee side. And I'm under NDA, so I can't as bad as I like to say who they are. <laughs> uh, and then the botanical, you know, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a national launch for us, that bottle, that RTD. And uh probably at the latter end, latter part of this year. And it will it, it I think for us again, watching the consumer and trying to really pay attention to what is, what do people like? Hmm. What do they want? And, and then saying, Hey, can we do that really well? Hey, or can we go in, can we create a category that doesn't exist? And then we can be that when people think of this, they'll think, Oh, you got a, you got a, you got a cult or you got a botanical. And somebody's gonna come up with another new name. They're, like, they're still going to call it botanical. It's like making a Xerox. Yep. You're going to make a coffee machine. No, I'm just gonna make a copy. Oh, you're making a copy. Yeah. Xerox. You know, and so uh, that's that's an exciting opportunity for us. And I got some really smart people that work in our in our company, and and so they're you know they can pace. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we we run a little frantic sometimes, but <laughs> but it's a really good question because the core is always that three legged stool. Our suppliers are critical to us, and mm -hmm. we're very close with them. Uh, we just got back from one of our uh, well j last January a year ago before COVID hit. We were visiting one of our coffee suppliers in Honduras, women owned and operated, hundred percent. The dudes work for the ladies and amazing organic coffee. Mm. That's a big, big coffee for us. Um, and so those relationships are critical, our teams internally, and then our customers. And, you know, I know not that it's any big whoop, but I know most of our people, by first name. And I mean, I email back and forth with the CEO of BJ's and do special projects. And, you know, I coach some of our clients that are newer in the business to, with their business plans, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. because I come out of big business and I spend a lifetime doing, you know, helping run a $3 billion company. So I can take some of those learnings. Not that I was super smart at it, but you know, you experience stuff, yeah, you learn stuff. You've right? learned things. Right, right. Yep, that's fantastic. All right, final question. Uh, this is gonna put you on the hot seat. So we're big fans of creativity and one exercise that we like to do to inspire our creativity is improv. And there's a game in improv called Name 10 Things. So if you're game, we're going to play Name 10 Things with you on the hot seat. Are you are you down for that? Are you I'm going to do my best. Okay. Yes. I hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, I'm going to give you the theme or the category, and you need to name 10 things as quickly as possible uh, off the top of your head. So the category is going to be Name 10 Products That Will Never Have Colt on Them. Cigarettes. One. Tires. Two. Uh... uh Shotgun shells. Three. Um, oh. Pairing knives. Four. Uh, well, I was going to say running shoes, but I'm not going to put that one out there because there's a possibility yeah. for that. What? Um, automobiles. Five. Uh, airplanes. Six. Cats. Seven. Cats. Uh, baby <laughs> bottles. Eight. Okay. Um, electronic equipment. Nine. And uh, nuclear bombs. Yes, ten. I love that last one. The 10th one bombs. is always the like the dinger. It's the one that's like the furthest out there and just So it's a super easy question to ask until you have to answer it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. thanks for making me sweaty. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sweating for us. Uh My I enjoyed pleasure. that at least. <laughs> Hans, is there anything else that uh you want to let our listeners know about that you've got coming up? I know we've we've run through like the gamut of a lot of things that we did. you guys are doing. Hopefully we didn't put anybody to sleep. I did run right over the top of a product we're right in the process of launching mm -hmm. that you'll see uh, actually fries is going to launch it some of our local food service operators will launch it um but it's a oh, it's just called a coffee single mm -hmm. so it looks like a hot tea packet right yeah, we've so got one right here got it right here it. and it's 
It's uh, it's in a, it's in an overwrap. It's in a it's in an envelope. You open it up. All you need is hot water, and it's an amazing product because you now have specialty grade cold coffee anywhere, anytime. If you're on a road trip, if you're in your RV camping, if you're hiking, hunting, fishing, if you're in your private plane, you're going into FBO, in your dorm room, in your office, because it's COVID friendly. Only mm. you touch it. And and so and it's a, our amazing specialty grade coffee. We've got three that we launched out the decaf and two single origins. And uh, I would encourage anybody to try it. I've told people that if you reach out to me, I'll send you a sample. So I've been sending samples out like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the it's a technology that we licensed. And the company is a B Corp, and the packaging is 100% compostable. They overwrap and the sachet that the coffee's in. You can take the whole thing and throw it in your garden. That's and so it's, cool. It's made with vegetable ink. It's sealed ultrasonically. There's no glue. There's no staples. And But here's the thing. It is literally a factor of 100 times better than a K-cup. Anything that's in a pod, anything that's done quick like that, because coffee needs a little bit of time to steep, to pull those really rich flavors mm -hmm. out of. And this coffee is amazing. And my friends say, hey, this is better than the local coffee shop I go mm. to outside of Arizona, of course. Um, <laughs> I have always wanted this. So I'm serious. Your dreams I'm, have come I'm true. like, have why it, has this not happened before? But the one in my hand is a, a organic Honduras Kamu cap. Is that how you say it? Beautiful. Milk chocolate, hazelnut, low apple, like acidity. It's And it's Medium an incredible roast. coffee. Can't that's wait. awesome. So, so that's that would be the last thing. And I just want to thank you guys uh, very yeah. sincerely. With all the fun, this means a lot to us to be able to talk about our story and what we're doing. I've Thanks for coming on. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. For the second time around. <laughs> I, it was great conversation the first time, just one-on-one, -on -one, and I have loved it for the second yeah. time around. And there's some new stories in there, um, some new things I learned, which was really good. If people want to find out more about Colt, uh, I love Colt, C-U-L-T dot com. Super easy. Um, that's a great place, and obviously... All of their products are in all sorts of places that people should go and find and try. Absolutely. Um, and fall in love. Yeah. Um, thank you, Hans, so much for coming on. This was a fantastic conversation. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank all of our, our listeners for joining us again for another episode of AZ Brandcast. Yep. As always, you can find us on all sorts of platforms like Apple and Google Play and Spotify, Pandora, actually. We're on Pandora now, which is really Crazy. cool. Crazy. And if you want to find out more about our show and what we do, you can keep in touch with us at azbrandcast.com. Get signed up for our newsletter there. You can get every episode um, or just get it through whatever podcast app you like, uh, whatever works for you. And don't forget, everyone, you are, you are remarkable. remarkable. The AZ Brandcast is a project of Resound and is recorded in Tempe, Arizona with hosts Mike Jones and Chris Stadler. It's produced and edited by Sam Pegel. Music is produced and provided by Pabrid, an Arizona-based music group. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at azbrandcast.com. If you'd like more episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. To contact the show, find out more about AZ Brandcast, or to join our newsletter list to make sure you never miss another episode, check out our website at azbrandcast.com. Copyright Resound Creative Media, LLC, 2020.